to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, it is Carla here, and I am so excited and a little nervous about today's episode. Nervous, I think, because this topic really hits home for me and really goes against the grain of what the world tells us. So let's dive in. I want to talk confidence confidence. This is something that I have struggled with all my life, feeling that I wasn't worthy, that I'm not enough, that I have nothing to offer, that I'm not valuable. Does any of this resonate with you? These are the lies of the enemy that we believe or the lies of voices that have been put in our head from childhood or from some experience. And it tells us that we're not enough. And we have this world that is lacking confidence. And what is the world's solution? Like most things, it's to point to self. We have a self-confidence movement in the midst of us. Self-help gospel galore. And the reality is... When we are looking at confidence to come from self, we really have to be dependent on our own abilities, right? The world tells us we have everything we need inside us. The world tells us that we're limitless. If we can think it, we can imagine it, then we can be it. The world tells us that we are capable of anything if we just put our mind to it. The world tells us we can control the universe through manifestation and growing in confidence that way. And if we look at the start, the very beginnings of humankind, of mankind, then I can kind of see where we get this from, don't we? It was in the Garden of Eden that Eve was convinced to taste of the fruit that God specifically said, don't touch. And what was the argument that the enemy gave her? That she would be like a God with the knowledge of good and evil. He appealed to our desire for self-importance, right? And that self-confidence movement that the world is, is preaching right now all comes down to that, right? It's making us gods. It's appealing to our desire for self-importance, right? I mean, what better tactic from the enemy than to use what was his own downfall? He was a beautiful angel, but his desire to be a god, his desire for self-importance led to his fall, his fall from grace. And he wants to take us down in much the same manner by getting our eyes off of God and our eyes on ourselves. 
And I can understand why it's appealing. It's an appealing message the world has to offer when you don't actually take the time to break it down. If you just listen to it on the surface, that I'm capable of anything, that sounds good. That makes me feel good. That if I can just put my mind to it, I can accomplish anything. That success is just a thought and an action away. That sounds good. That pumps us up. That energizes us. Maybe that really spurs us to action. But the trouble is, it just simply is not true. And I know I have seen time and time again in my own life that I am very much limited. We don't like to admit that. People would say, oh, that's having a negative mindset. That's what the world would say, right? Believing that you're limited is having a negative mindset. How about it's just recognizing what is truth? How about it's recognizing my humanity? How about it's recognizing that I, in fact, am not God, that I am limited. I'm limited in my skills and ability. I'm limited in my intellectual, emotional, physical strength. I am limited. There are things, no matter how much I wish them to be, that are not possible. I am limited. And I can tell you as someone who is living with mental illness, I have bipolar and borderline, as you know, that I definitely feel my limitations on a daily basis. And when I was eyeballs deep in the self-help world, man, did that end up making me feel depressed. Ultimately, when I could not live up to the godlike status, they want us to elevate ourselves I felt depressed. I felt like a failure. It ended up reconfirming all the lies I believed that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't good enough. It had this spiral effect. And then what do you do? You want to consume more of their positive messages. You want to buy more of their books. Well, maybe I'm just not thinking with the right mindset hard enough. Maybe I'm just not manifesting hard enough. And we go and we consume more and more and more of their junk only to repeat the cycle of falling on our face and realizing we're limited than being told in that typical toxic positivity that you're just speaking harshly. And it's tough. So what are we supposed to do? We, we want to be confident. We want to be bold. You know, in the word, it says to be bold, to have courage. So where are we supposed to derive that from if it's not from self? I'll tell you where. It's from God. What we don't, what we need is God confidence, not self-confidence. And this is where we have it backwards. This is where we have it backwards. Instead of focusing on self, we need to fix our gaze on Christ and grow in God confidence. Because ultimately, it's God who is infallible. It is God who is all-powerful. It is God who is all-knowing. It's God who's strong. And he wants good things for us from an eternal perspective. The self-confidence world, the self-help gospel preaches a, a, a temporary solution for a temporary time on earth. God is looking for our good for eternal, for kingdom. That's the perspective in which he approaches us. 
In Jeremiah 17, 7, it says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. I don't know about you, but when the Bible says this is how one of the ways you get blessed, I pay attention. I pay attention. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Notice that the Bible directs us to have confidence in Christ in what he's capable of, and who his character is, and in who he's created us to be, and who he empowers us to be. Our gifts, our talents, they're his. Everything under the sun, including the sun, is his. He gives, he takes away. The focus of our confidence needs to be in Christ. My verse from this year actually is from Psalm 27, 13, and it says, I remain confident of this, of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Again, where is that confidence being placed? Was David confident in his own abilities? No, David was not. Do you think when David faced Goliath, his confidence was in his own ability to do the slingshot and that one rock? No. He said, the Lord will fight for you. He was confident in what God was going to accomplish through his step of faith. He was confident in the promises God had placed over his life to be king. He was confident in his God not in himself. And I think that's a lesson we really need to take on because I can tell you there is such freedom when our confidence comes in Christ. When confidence is based on self and it's all up to me, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of worry. (laughs) Am I right? When everything rests on your shoulders, oh my God, that's heavy. Talk about feeling weighed down. But when your confidence is on God and it doesn't matter about my weaknesses, which exist. It doesn't matter about my flaws, which exist. It doesn't matter about my limitations, which exist, man, that's freedom. That's walking in freedom. That's knowing that no matter how I show up, no matter what obstacle is against me, my God is bigger. That's knowing that if God's called me to something, then he will equip me. He will part the Red Sea, right? It's not up to me. Could you imagine if it was up to Moses And the confidence he had in himself, which, by the way, he had no confidence in himself. That was one of his biggest arguments to God and not wanting to take up the mantle of being the leader to, to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. He had no confidence in himself. But when he accepted that and appropriately placed the confidence in Christ and stepped out in faith, knowing that God was in control, and it was up to God to move mountains, then he could stretch out his staff in confidence, not because he could do anything, but because God can do everything and anything. 
That was the confidence. That burden of having to be the person to make it happen was relieved. There is freedom I have experienced in this last 18 months as I have been changing my focus, as I have been redirecting my source of confidence. I am experiencing such freedom in my life. God is just asking me to show up. He's just calling me for faith and obedience. The results are all up to him. Pressure's off, friends. The results aren't up to you. You just need to show up in faith and obedience. I say just because it's simple, but we all know it's not easy, right? It's not easy. Because we're so conditioned to see how we're limited that we don't always have the imagination to see how God is unlimited. We don't always have the imagination to see how God can move in the impossible ways that he does. But God is good because even when we lack imagination, but we take that step of faith and we take that position of surrender and obedience, God shows up. The results aren't yours. You can have confidence in Christ that what he calls you to, whether it's motherhood or entrepreneurship or working the shift at your warehouse, whether he calls you to hospitality, whether he calls you to encouragement, whether he calls you to be a prayer warrior, whatever he calls you to, you can be confident that as you show up in obedience, he's there. He's paving the way. He's splitting the Red Sea. He's closing the mouths of lions. He's with you in the fiery furnace. All the obstacles that you'll face, because you will face them. Look at Paul. Paul faced obstacles. Paul did not travel an easy road. But he traveled a road where he showed up in faith and obedience and God met him and God kept his promises to him. That's the God that we serve, the God of impossible, the God of strong character who cannot lie, who keeps his promises. Friend, confidence is not in who you are. It's in who Christ is. And I want to encourage you today to take the pressure off. Take the pressure off. Stop trying to do it all on your own. You're simply not strong enough. You were never meant to be strong enough. In fact, it's in your weakness where God's strength really gets to shine. And I'm learning that the place of surrendered weakness is a beautiful place to be to see God's strength made manifest in my life, to see God tear down walls that I thought were immovable because I couldn't move them. Let's get the focus off of self and put it on God and grow in God confidence. And here's the thing, to grow in God confidence, to be confident of who he is, friend, you have to get to know him. 
You have to get into the word. You have to know what it says about him, what it says about you. Like any relationship, how do you really get to know someone in their character unless you spend time with them? So I want to encourage you, friend, to do that and grow in God confidence and watch the freedom that you gain in your life to move forward in boldness because you know God is not going to let you down. So today's affirming truth is, I am confident. And it comes from Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. That's an eternal perspective, friends. It's not just about our short time here on earth. It's about eternity. And I want to place my eternity and the confidence of that in God and who he is and who daily he's creating me to be. A work that he promises to finish as I step out in boldness, in faith, in surrender, and obedience. Have a great day, friends. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.